1: Hi, I'm Ethan and I'm not Gen X, but listening and watching Gen X Grown Up makes me feel like I am. If you want the same experience I've had, consider becoming a patron at GenXGrownUp.com slash Patreon.
2: Welcome back, Gen X Grown-Up Podcast listeners, to episode 127 of the Gen X Grown-Up Podcast. I am John, joining me as always is George. Hey, how's it going, guys? And you know that Mo's here. Hey, everybody. (laughs) In this episode, we watch the newest from the MCU as the God of Thunder returns to the theaters. Check out an economical option for those prescription glasses you probably need, and play a new PC game that could easily be mistaken for an 80s arcade classic, before we get into those topics and many more though it is time to jump into some fourth listener email and i have two short emails from two different fourth listeners which i is that a fourth and a fifth i don't know how that works no no two but both fourth both fourth both fourth i I agree i think fourth a fourth b Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) hamburger a hamburger b first one comes from tom who dropped us a line via instagram thank you tom he says hi gen xers long time fourth listener first time writer i think yeah (laughs) he's definitely a gen xer yeah he's written before (laughs) i'm with you When I was a kid, my mom loved to listen to easy listening stations, also known as elevator or supermarket music. I hated the music as a kid, but now I kind of get it, and I seek out some of the more classical stuff on YouTube. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Sort of like in Kmart, you'd hear a pop song as a... orchestral music but. yeah
3: well but when you were a kid the classical music that you were hearing easy listening stuff was like 10 years earlier so. oh
2: yeah it was like big band stuff right exactly. it, was, it, was 50, your, 60s, it was your parents pop music mm-hmm. that's yeah. true yeah tom goes on to say i think this is a forgotten sector of every general Xer's childhood that deserves a revisit on one of your episodes what do
1: you think Tom, I think there's something there. I think we may have to expand a little bit, but I get, I think I'm trying to
3: figure out how we would do it because it's <laughs> yeah, not music of our generation. What he's talking I about know, is right. us doing a memory backtrack of listening to our parents' music when we yeah. were kids or being forced to listen to our parents' mm-hmm, music. Maybe mm-hmm. that, maybe could, that be could be the it. angle. You know, forced music. Yeah, maybe
2: there's or- an angle in there. Tom. Yeah. So I'm going to add it to our list, Tom. Thank you for the suggestion. I uh, I don't know exactly, but I think there's a kernel of a backtrack in there. I mean, it's no Dewey decimal system.
3: Well, what is, (laughs) thank thank goodness. goodness. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, I used just throw that in the list and I sick Mo and George on it. They figure out something good to do for a backtrack topic. So we'll throw it in there. Thank you, Tom, for writing in. We appreciate yeah. you listening. And now you can officially say, yes, you have written in before. Absolutely, we got your message. <laughs> uh, one more email came in from Kat, who dropped us a line on Facebook. Now, this is a deep cut. Kat went back and listened to the uh, the Weird Al Yankovic, the best parodies of oh, our generation. Weird Al Yank, remember that one? Yeah, yeah, that was fun. So she gave that a listen and said, I enjoyed the GXG Weird Al episode. I want George to know that I'm with him, although perhaps oh. not to the quite the same intensity, <laughs> that the saga begins being left off the top 10. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm still pissed off about that one yeah you, you may have invoked the bullshit on that one i think quite possibly it might have yeah. been a bullshit have, <laughs> yeah that,
1: that was i'm sure and i
2: wanted mo to know that he oh. made me feel like i was actually in the know on something with really? him not being aware of weird owl at the advent of his popularity even i was tuned in for the rise of weird owl <laughs> <laughs> well, i'm glad i can help <laughs> that's right i can always serve as a bad example okay that's right <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to do that yeah but mo got dialed in later he's a he's a oh, big yeah. weird owl fan now so he's oh, made up yeah, for absolutely it. Cool, Kat. Both Kat and Tom, hey, thank you for dropping us a line. We sure appreciate it every time one of our fourth listeners. or fourth listener A, fourth listener B. That's right, George. (laughs) Drop us a line uh, wherever it is. It's easy. Just hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com or via Instagram or Facebook, as Tom and Kat did in this case. Uh, We pay attention to all that stuff. We read every single comment. We love it. And most of them eventually make the show. All right. With that good business behind us, it is now time to jump into the body of episode 127 right after this. Be sure to subscribe to or follow Gen X Grown Up wherever you listen. And while you're there, rate and review the show too. It helps more than you know.
3: Introducing Mr. Culver's Sparklers.
0: Light up the sparklers. The new air fresheners that look as beautiful as they smell. Smell that sunny freshness.
3: Just hang up sparklers and out comes a fresh,
0: clean, sunny fragrance. Hang up the sparklers. Show off sparklers in every room of your home. They're too pretty to hide. Light up the sparklers. Sparklers, the new air fresheners that look as beautiful as they smell. We're
2: going to get going talking about media that we have been checking out. Of course, it could be uh, television or films or books or comics or music or whatever it may be. Uh, And I'm going to jump on one that, Mo, you were looking forward to for quite some time. Uh, And I added to my looking forward to not too long ago. And I don't know if this was delayed or not, but it was uh, touted as a horror movie called The Black Phone. Yeah. Mm, Ethan Hawke.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I've been looking forward to that
2: one. I've seen the trailer for a while. And oh, so, yeah. George, you said you're looking forward. Have you seen it yet? I don't want to spoilers. You have not. How yep. about you, Mo? Oh, uh, absolutely. You have. Okay, all right. So, yep. one has, one hasn't. I'm not going to do any spoilers here yep. for sure because it's very, very new. I mentioned it's starring Ethan Hawke and mm-hmm. some really great child actors. Oh, amazing. The whole premise of the film is it's just kind of like a typical sort of neighborhood area where a child becomes abducted. And actually there is a, and of course the neighborhood, the whole town goes crazy and who nobody knows what's going on. We've kind of seen that story happen, whether it's in the news or in film before. The kids never come back and kids are going missing. The community is up in arms, of course, and nobody yeah. knows you know, what's going on. But focus in this particular case on a young family that's just a father and two children and And the daughter has a little bit of uh, like clairvoyance or something. And she's starting to get visions about what's going on with these abductions. Apparently her mother had some abilities and she passed away or went crazy or killed herself. Uh, her brother gets abducted and the story continues from there. Now, I was looking forward to this from the trailers. We see the kid Mm -hmm. in the basement with the phone on the wall and talking to people and it's ringing. And I thought it was going to be a horror movie. And I was looking forward to a horror movie. So two things I will say is that I don't think it's a horror movie, but I did really enjoy it, even though it wasn't a horror movie. It was a thriller. Mm -hmm. It was a mystery. It was supernatural. Uh, It felt very Stephen King-esque. I don't know if it was based on something from him or not, but I think somebody said that Stephen King's was involved in this, but being starved for this kind of again, it's supposed to be horror wasn't horror. I found it to be a great experience in the theater. And uh, what about you, Mo? You said you did get to see it, right? Yeah,
1: and I 100% agree with you. It had mm. a little, a couple horror elements in it, like very few, though not enough to qualify sure. it as a horror mm. movie for sure. Definitely thriller, yep. Very Stevie. When you said Stephen King, I think that's right on the money. I think it reminded me very much of like a Stephen King kind of like normal people put into weird situations kind of set up, yeah. But I have to tell you, though, the one thing you said, though is the two kid actors, brother and sister, they mm-hmm. made that movie. They yep. were freaking amazing. It was a little creepy. Certainly. Oh, yeah. And you know, from the trailer that basically like the phone is not connected, but it still rings. But it's ringing and things are happening. On right. it. Yeah. And the kid yep. picks it up, is able to talk. So it had that element, but I thought it was just a smart movie. It was smart. Yep. Yes. I thought the way the whole plot ran out, I thought the way it ended, I, I mean, everything. I was like, you know, it's one of those movies at the end. I'm like, oh, are you thinking about like, Oh, okay. That's why that mm-hmm. happened. That's why that happened. You know, and it all so fell into place. It all right. fell into place like beautifully. It,
2: it was almost like a semi horror, semi thriller escape room puzzle going on with the supernatural. <laughs> yeah. Cause all these goofy things are happening that don't seem to make sense. And in the end, they all come together in this amazing, like alignment of the planets and everything works out for the right reason. So it, it's a thinker. Like it's one, it's actually what I'll watch again. I think I it think was so good oh, enough. I absolutely Well, yeah. that not quite like the sixth sense or a fight club where a movie is totally different. The second time you watch, it. But I think in many ways, watching Black Phone the second time is going to be a slightly different film that I can enjoy yep. in a different way. It's pretty good. Oh, absolutely. And George, it meets your criteria. It does have a couple of jump scares in it. So it, it is a horror movie. It does.
1: Yeah. yeah. And also, I'd say Ethan Hawke was creepy oh, yeah. as fuck in this one. <laughs> of my language, but he was. He's kind of <laughs> creepy anyway. He, but this character, he upped the creep level on this one for sure. It was a subdued
2: creepiness yeah, a very, that yeah. only like a seasoned actor can do. Otherwise, you just look like you're sitting there doing nothing. But, you know, some right. people can act sitting still. And Ethan Hawke did that in many cases. You know, oh, yeah. I don't think a lot of actors would would say, oh, I got cast in a movie. Put a mask on my face for half the thing. But he did. Yeah. And he still acted he through still, it. It was yeah. it was great. He's totally yeah. great. So I would definitely recommend The Black Phone. you have been thinking about it. Uh, you know, George, you're looking forward to it. I think you keep it on your list. It's well worth your time. It's going to be better than most of the stuff that's in the theater these days. I was very, yeah. very pleased. What about you, George? Anything you've been checking out in the world of media? No, uh, absolutely not. Nothing. No. Well, that's like how you live. You spend day and night watching reruns and watching stuff, watching reruns
3: and stuff. So nothing new. Um, yeah, okay. of course. I'm in the middle of my ER marathon where I watch six <laughs> episodes a day because that's how many come oh, on. Oh, for a second. I was like, Are you going to the ER? <laughs> like, no. I mean, i <laughs> really? that, that's cleared up. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly could have. No. So, I recently, with all the new films that have been coming out, the Black Phone, I know mm-hmm. uh, Mo's about to talk about the latest Marvel offering. Mm-hmm. And I've been wanting to see several of these. We wanted to go see the Jurassic World, even though I know you guys panned it. But uh, my wife caught the flu um, oh, pretty, oh no. pretty rough. And then, of course, being the giving wife that she is, she passed it on to me. Of course. And, oh, she shared. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So oh, he's I'm sorry her. about I that. I had the flu for, well, I'm still kind of getting over it a little bit, but I had it solid for about four and a half, five days. Oh
1: that sucks man i'm
3: sorry uh, you know it it sucks but that's the main reason why i haven't gone out to see any oh. movies because when you're when you have a flu mm-hmm. of course you don't want to go outside for a lot of different reasons you don't want to get anybody <laughs> sick uh you don't feel like getting out of your house even so. right. or out of your chair or out of your bed. yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. now
3: i've 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 uh stayed away from movies and there hasn't been a lot of new TV that we haven't already talked about that. You're been right. Interesting. Yep. There's a yep. few things that have been coming out, but for some reason I can't get through the public domain yet. So like <laughs> there's that new players on um, Paramount TV that I've been wanting oh, yeah. to watch where mm-hmm. it's the whole mm-hmm. e-games thing, the e-games kid. And it's like, you know, all oh, this right. drama laden looking stuff. And I thought that would be fun to watch with my youngest son. But other than that, no. Just been sitting around watching old reruns of ER.
2: Yeah. Oh well, I'm glad you're feeling better. Certainly, as funny you called me in the middle of your flu, and y- your voice sounded so different that I actually thought you were putting on a gag voice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was Hey John,
2: I'm like, oh, he's being funny, and then I realized, oh shit, he's got the flu. I didn't even realize. <laughs>
3: That's the one uh, gift of the flu is you get to have that deep, berry white voice. Right? Yeah, you know, if you if you're looking to pick up on somebody and get them sick at the same time. Flu's yeah, the, yeah.
0: the way to go.
1: Flu's the way to go. Remember those days when we would get sick and just bounce right back? When we were younger. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember those days, like I mean I'd get the flu, but even that, like after a couple of days it'd be like, Yeah, okay, I'm fine. You know, it's like it's in the past, mm. I can move on, but now it seems like it just lingers forever.
3: I mean, yeah, it definitely lingers forever, but I don't know that I ever bounced back quickly from <laughs> flu.
1: Oh no, I feel really I, I just bet. never
3: got
2: sick. I just <laughs> Well that changed now, but I bounced just,
3: back from like broken bones and stuff. That was no problem, but
1: well, let's hope that doesn't happen either. Let's not try that and see if that's
3: still. Let's yeah, okay. not jinx this
2: one. Okay? <laughs> <Let's> <laughs> let it go.
1: Don't break a hip. <laughs> yeah, right.
2: Well, George alluded to the fact that Mo, you do have uh, a new film to take a look at from yeah. the Marvel Cinematic Universe back in the theaters, right? Oh yeah,
1: just saw uh, actually last night. I watched Thor: Love and Thunder, which mm. just ah, came oh, out. Okay. You know, okay. yesterday, as a matter of fact, we've all been looking forward to that. Yeah, um, obviously, again, brand new movie. We're not going to do any spoilers on it. Although okay. it's a Marvel superhero movie, I don't know how much spoilers you can really give on
3: this. <laughs> to tell <you> the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all know how
1: the movie's There've probably going to There have
3: been go. damn near 50 of these things at this exactly. point. So. Like
1: we can probably write these now ourselves.
2: Have
3: there really? Yeah. It's pretty close Are to Are you it.
1: exaggerating or is that like really
2: almost No, 50? no. I'm,
3: I think it's like 45 or wow. something. Like yeah. I guess it's, it's
1: spanned. I don't know. It's 2012
2: years?
3: 13 years now? I guess, yeah. What we're in right now is Marvel Phase 4.
1: Dang. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's uh, Taiko Watiki. Wakiki. Uh, I can never <laughs> get enough. his name right. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, we do. Talk about TV. Yeah. He wrote and directed this was one too. Like, from Ra- he did Ragnarok. He did this one as well. Mm-hmm. It was a good movie. I was definitely start saying it it. Was, I had a good time. It was fun. Not as good as Ragnarok, in my opinion. Because hmm. it, okay. it seemed like some of the stuff was just too on the nose this time. Like, some of the jokes and stuff were just... The other one, the jokes kind of met with the story. This is where I'm like, okay, it seemed like they're kind of just throwing in that for the laugh. You know, mm. they're just throwing this element in just for the laugh. Not because it adds to the story, necessarily. I mean, that being said, I mean it was it was extremely enjoyable. Lady Thor in this one, badass. I think, okay. Actually, I liked her better than Thor,
0: <laughs> quite honestly,
1: <laughs> All right. her character. And the stand on this was Christian Bale as the bad guy. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He did mm-hmm. a great job. He created like a very sympathetic bad guy. Like you knew what he was doing and why, and it made sense. Mm-hmm. Like
2: a Thanos-esque bad guy where we've talked about a good bad guy actually thinks he's the good guy,
1: right? Yeah, actually, he does. He thinks he's doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. And the way the whole story goes is it was just – and it's a huge story again. Like, you know, a little bit of Guardians of the Galaxy the very beginning, because, you know, Thor flies off with them at the end of Ragnarok. Right. So they're in at the, the very beginning. That's about it. A lot of great laughs, a lot of really funny parts, like all these movies are. But just wasn't quite Ragnarok. But the end part, I was like, okay, this was, I still enjoyed it. I still had a great time. Because, you know, Ragnarok mm-hmm. was probably one of my favorite Marvel movies that they did. I mean, it was cracked me up, you know, pretty heavily. But that was the one
2: where they they first kind of decided to plug a lot more humor into it. Yeah. And, and maybe they overdid it
1: here. Like you said, it felt humor. Felt I think more it went more a little forced. bit, it went, like it crossed that line a little bit, in my opinion. But yeah, you know, mm-hmm. still a really fun movie, though. Definitely worth seeing
3: for me. You know, having watched all the Marvel films, I tend to dislike the Thor part of the Marvel franchise more than any mm. other the okay. worst Marvel film for me of the modern generation is was the Eternals I thought that was a horrible piece of crap even <laughs> though it had some stuff that they might do that might turn out to be good later on with Black Knight and stuff like that
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but
3: the Thor when it's just Thor and his group I don't know why they have never felt like strong Marvel films to me they've always mm. felt weaker in storyline in character development in plot i mean just all the way through i've never really held on to the thor films the same way i did the iron man films the captain america films the spider-man films Mm -hmm. all of those for me tend to be higher quality guardians of the galaxy only has two and the thing that i'm most nervous about their third film is that it's got thor in it for a large part (laughs) of the storyline because he's now with them Mm -hmm. and it's not that i have anything against chris helmsworth i think he's a fine actor it just feels like that from the original comic books Mm -hmm. for thor to the movie translations they've done the weakest job so far
2: Hmm. interesting as you were talking one thing i realized is the thors are i think before thor films now yep. they have no consistent tone the first thor no. was this kind of origin story the second one i think was that was that dark world like that was a yeah, a totally different twist on yeah right and then the third one was the let's be a humor you know and so like they don't have a consistent tone like the iron man you can look at iron man one iron man two iron man three mm-hmm. and like oh that's that's another of those kind of films continuing that story yep. And yep. it's almost like thor is the grab bag it's like what kind of movie we're gonna do with Thor now mm-hmm. you know and I had that feeling though I never quite crystallized it George that i watch all the Marvel films because they're well mm-hmm. produced but those are the ones I don't go back and watch as often because they right. don't they don't have memorable things in them to me Ragnarok like you said funny mo but yeah there's not a big story arc in there that I'm dying to see again like an Avengers kind of thing so huh I never really
1: crystallized it like that yeah and I agree with you George I think the Thor series is definitely the weakest the first couple were just well and granted like the Iron Man it, the third one kind of was terrible but right. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, it's but not overall, those other series better, don't
3: have bad films in them. Right, mm-hmm. but overall as a... But yeah. the yeah. overall arc of the series, I think, is stronger with those. Now, we've lost Iron Man and we've lost Captain America, mm-hmm. you know, after Endgame. So. Hey, spoiler alert! <laughs> <laughs> so now Thor is the granddaddy of the heroes at this point. He's the one that's been around the longest compared to all the others. Um, unless you go back to the original Spider-Man's, you know, and Mm -hmm. bring those Mm -hmm. into the timeline. But it seems to me as though Marvel has realized he can't carry the phases forward like mm-hmm. some of the other characters that they're trying to develop. I mean, they're even desperately trying to figure out how to do a Black Panther again. Right. One.
1: Yeah. Even right. though we lost yeah, right.
3: Chadwick Boseman. So they know that Thor can't carry the Marvel Universe. You
1: know, something you said, Dre, actually, it makes a lot of sense because you look at the more successful Thors, which is the last, the last one, Ragnarok for sure, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's not by himself anymore.
0: Right. They, he's oh, a no. team up.
2: No. He's a team up. Almost nobody's by themselves anymore in these films. It's yeah. always a couple of superheroes. We just saw the Doctor Strange multiverse thing. Right. And it yeah. was basically a Scarlet Witch movie.
1: Yeah, true. She was in it as much or more than Doctor Strange, which is odd. But that one, at least the Scarlet Witch, was the bad guy. You know what I mean? So it was at right. like, a good but, but this one though, like it's Thor, like the other one, Thor had the Hulk and he had right sure, sure, sure. Valkyrie. Yeah. And then this one too. It's Thor with Lady Thor. Da-da-da. So, like you said, I think maybe that is like as a by himself, he's not enough and they need to kind of Surround him with some more <laughs> characters to make it more interesting. With craziness.
3: They put a circus around him now, don't they? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah well, yeah. and it's
3: because they can't figure out what tone for him to carry. They can't figure out if he needs to be the rogue, I'm the favorite son, I can do whatever I want character, or if he needs to be the I'm super serious and lost my eye and my father's dead, and I'm taking over for everyone right. mm-hmm. character. Yep. They can't seem to figure out what he needs to be. Iron Man, he was oh, yeah. the Tony Solid. Stark. There was no question of solid yeah captain america he was mr goody two shoes i Mm -hmm. can do this all day yeah that was him but thor they've never quite locked him they just haven't nailed it He's yeah. like a beefcake
2: jester now. He's just also within there with them being goofy sometimes. It's really <laughs> weird. Yeah,
1: yeah, it definitely is so, for sure. I'm glad it's a good film and I'll definitely see it. But- oh, yeah. Oh, he, me too. He, yeah. he should. He should. Absolutely <laughs> yeah. should. And I'll say one thing. This is it had an after credits. That was like that was pretty good. Like, okay. Everyone in the theater was like laughing. It was like, okay, that's a pretty good after credit. We get that one. Mo well, no throw a rating at us. What would you how many tokens would you give it then? I would give this one probably three and a half. Okay. Yeah, you know, okay. it was a good movie. It was good. You know, it's definitely worth Above seeing. Above average, middle of the roadie kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. All right. Nice. You know, it, was, it was a good movie. It was a lot of fun. Would I go to the theater seat again? Eh, maybe not, but I'm, I'm not sad I saw it. And, if, I, yeah, and if it came on video, I'd probably watch it again. Nice. All right. Stick around. Tech
2: and Toys when we get right back.
3: Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code Spotify for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions
0: apply. See site for details.
2: You're listening to Gen X Grown Up. But if you have a friend who's not yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later.
0: Eastern invites you to unwrap a beautiful vacation package.
2: When you need the sun, there's only one.
0: Eastern Super 7 vacations to Florida, Mexico, the Bahamas, the Caribbean. One low price for airfare, hotel, and more. One week to do whatever you choose. Super 7 vacations. How little they cost, how much they offer. When you need the sun, there's only one. Eastern. When you need the sun.
1: So let's get into tech and toys. So actually, John, you have an interesting one that was something that was given to you, right? I did, yeah, absolutely. So lately, I've always been actually a big
2: fan of Jigsaw Puzzles, and lately on the channel, I've been highlighting the fact that I'm reacquiring and collecting old vintage kids jigsaw puzzles, <laughs> like the ones based on just fun IPs. I was grabbing all the video game ones like Pac-Man and Kubert Frogger, and then I ran out of those and I'm like, oh yeah, what about <laughs> these? But Woody Woodpecker and Looney Tunes and Flintstones and stuff like that. And I've been going to eBay and toy stores and stuff and finding them. And I've been doing shorts on the YouTube channel, and uh, they've been getting some moderate success, and plus I'm really enjoying doing them. It's fun to do, and they're quick and easy. One of our viewers and Patreon supporter, Phaedrus noticed that I'd been doing all these jigsaw puzzles and he dropped me a line saying, hey, send me your address, please. I would like to send you a gift. And I'm like, wow, that's awesome. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it could be anything, right? It's a <laughs> sack of poop. I don't know. Upset <laughs> about. But no, as it turns out, Phaedrus had been cleaning out his closet and came across a Star Wars jigsaw puzzle from oh. 1977. Oh, wow. man. Oh. Yeah. Now, this is not just a Star Wars jigsaw puzzle that he had and was playing with. The, the cool thing is this one is still sealed it's wow. still all the way wow. around, never been opened. And the puzzle, by the way, is uh, we've all seen star Wars enough that I can just describe to you. So picture we're in the trash compactor and Luke is in the water. He's got the tentacle around his neck and yeah. Han Solo is trying to help him up out of the sludge. Right. Okay. Got it. There we go. I'm there. You have the picture. Like you could draw it from memory, right? You know what I'm talking about? Yep. That's what this puzzle is. And if I add it to my stack of puzzles, looking forward to putting it together, but just the greatest thing about it, first of all, Phaedrus, thank you so much. It's very generous of you to, find this thing from your childhood it was his in his closet he's like i never did it send it to GxG they'll they'll have fun with it but also that it was never ever opened i love getting vintage toys and games and puzzles in this case because sometimes you get them and you're like let's see what kind of condition they're in if they're complete if they're not but it's even more fun to open it just the way you would have in 1979 or 80 and open it and go oh and you can the, the dust is still in there from when the puzzle was cut oh, because it yeah. hasn't been touched <laughs> by human hands and i'm just looking forward to open it up and playing with it nice yeah how many pieces is this one uh it's just like all the other kind of kids ones i've been collecting it's like 100 pieces so it's okay. it's quick and easy to throw together on kids camera. It doesn't take very long. And I do a time lapse of it. Uh, that one's definitely going to be coming out. It's I have a stack that's probably five foot tall of vintage puzzles I've been picking up and uh, collecting <laughs> that I'll do over time. Uh, but that one I'm really very much looking forward to getting around to. Again, Phaedrus, thank you so much for your generosity. Really cool to have and look forward to getting the exacto out and slicing that paper <laughs> for the first time ever and getting into that puzzle box. Cool. <laughs>
1: What about you, Mo? What do you got in the world of tech and toys? This is more of a, I'm not sure what this falls under, but these days we know the, what is it called now, the uh, DTC, direct-to-consumer market. You know, mm-hmm. you can buy anything online now. You get mattresses, oh, right, right. you can get all sorts of stuff. So I decided mm-hmm. that I was going to try to get eyeglasses. I don't know if any of you guys okay. have ever bought eyeglasses online, but I've always been a little wary of it.
3: Mm-hmm. I've seen some of them like that Warby Parker. They always talk about six free eyeglasses yeah. and stuff. Yeah.
1: So uh, a friend of mine used one that was, I buy direct. And she's like, yeah, absolutely. You got to use this one. What is it called again? I buy direct with I is EYE. Okay. Oh, like the eye, like your eyes, like eye, your yep, like your eye.
2: I get it. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> I made a plan. So yeah, I said my girlfriend said yeah, you absolutely should use this one. I said okay. I got an eye exam. And you remember that if you do this when you get your eye exam, you have to ask them for the PD value because they don't normally give that to you. And That's mm-hmm. the distance between your pupils, yep. which mm. you, they need to fit eyeglasses. Which a lot of these places won't do it because they want you to walk in there and buy glasses there. Right. Yep. But if you ask them for it, they totally just they just write on your prescription. You're done.
2: And they give you this stink eye when you go can i get the pupillary distance and they go all right (laughs) because now we know we're not getting your money i'm like dude i'm paying for the exam what do you care (laughs) i know (laughs) they still though they know know. why
1: you're asking and they kind of go grumble grumble (laughs) <laughs> exactly. And so I was like, okay, because my other glasses were on their last legs I didn't have a spare pair. And mm. you know, and my glasses, I have just so you know, I mean, I'm I'm a Gen Xer, I have progression bifocal <laughs> glasses, you know. I got the tinting and the sunlight stuff and all the, you know, the scratch proof, all the fun stuff on my last pair mm-hmm. of glasses. And it cost me a boatload because right. I bought them in a the place and it
3: was like four hundred and change. Oh wow. are, Yeah. Okay. I guess classes. I got a good deal then. Cause mine yeah, were yeah. like 180 or something. I was thinking I got ripped oh, off. Oh man, you definitely got a good deal. <laughs> Georgia said, Give
1: me the
2: military birth control glasses. What are the frames you got?
3: <laughs> <laughs> you will never get a date again.
1: <laughs> so I went online. Of course, the website's pretty awesome. It's very easy. You put your prescription in, they type in all the numbers. You go through frames. They even have a thing where if you're using your phone or a thing with a camera, you can mm-hmm. see how the frames will look on your face. Like it'll superimpose or their- Glass frames on your face, which is kind of oh, cool. that's cool. Uh-oh. Yeah, gotcha. Using yeah. the
3: front-facing camera or something. Yeah. So, I went
1: through there, put my numbers in there, and mm-hmm. I decided to try it. It took about yeah, two, three weeks for the glasses to come in, and they're great. Oh, successful, out of the gate. Okay. Yeah, they, they were fine. Um, you get 14 days return, no questions asked for a full refund. Mm. They were good enough that I'm like, I'm going to get another because I want to have a spare pair. So, I'm like, I'm going to pick up another pair mm-hmm. from the same place because it was just really, really well done. I was, I was very surprised.
2: Yeah. I, I was going to ask, I have ordered some glasses online before, and you mentioned you had the 14 day turnaround, which is kind of the question I was going to go into which is mm-hmm. I've had trouble with you get them and they're not quite right yeah and it's not that I'm like, sure they've done the prescription right or whatever but like the lenses feel weird or it makes me all fish-eyed and I can't see things properly but you didn't have any problems to return no. them I was asking if you had any problem with that but it sounds like within 14 days you could just send it right back yeah
1: so. actually no question that they'll just refund your money you okay just send them back well, that's, that's good it. all right which I guess is because like a lot of the direct consumer stuff I think that's their hook right you know because that's mm-hmm. the, like I can understand people buying like shoes online I'm like eh, shoes really you know You (laughs) You just
2: got
3: to mitigate the risk,
2: make it so if it's not right, it's not painful for me. And then I can get over it.
1: Yep. Absolutely.
3: So I was looking at their website a little bit while we were talking, Mm -hmm. um, you talked about 14 days they tout two day delivery so obviously they didn't hit that for you well, two days from when they're finished like, ah uh, see <laughs> that's how they get you yeah
1: <laughs> and I knew that actually I knew that going into it because I was like two days and they said well from." and then when you before you check out it says okay here's how long does it take to make them here's when you actually get them so mm-hmm.
3: so the one thing I was curious about though you talked about $400 for your previous pair mm-hmm. and they had you had the sunglass stuff yeah. and the scratch and blah 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 did you get comparable options on these glasses did they have that available
1: exactly the same you
3: Got the exact same what was the cost of these
1: well one they gave me this like huge discount for a first-time buyer which i totally used and so it came out to 190 something total okay half the price yeah considering what i paid for my first pair i'm like i'll definitely take that they'll do insurance like you have to do your own reimbursement if you do go in through which i kind of get that's why they're giving you these discounts. you mm-hmm. But apparently I did a little digging and they said these, your glasses are made in the same place as where if you went to a place and asked them to make glasses where they probably make, get their glasses made. I mean, it's, it's like, there's only oh, so sure. many places that make glasses. Yeah, right. So it's, again, it's kind of like bypassing that middleman a little bit, pass on the savings to you. It was good enough for me that I was willing to go back and get another pair.
2: It's like buying generic store brand macaroni. It's like, it's it's pasta. It's, <laughs> right. it's, it's, it's
1: pretty much the same shit as long as it works. Right.
3: Yep. I'm not sure that I am sold on trying it then because I, I went to Stanton Optical, which is a chain, mm-hmm. and I got my glasses with three different prescription types in the one glasses, yeah. mm-hmm. which I'm not going to do again because they put the part that I stare at the computer in the weirdest place possible <laughs> of the glass, so I have to tilt my head back, oh, and I hate right. that. Yeah. Oh. I paid about the same price that you paid, mm-hmm. and at okay. least this way, I have the local shop.
1: Oh, you know, yeah. I, I, if I could get same price local, I would say go for it. I definitely believe in supporting local <laughs> if you can mm-hmm. Um, but I'm surprised, like, I've priced glasses, even discount glass places here in town. And I've not been able to get a, a pair of glasses cheaper than 300 bucks. Mm-hmm. And I don't know whether it is about maybe I'm picking expensive frames. I have no idea. Now,
3: I wonder too is that insurance or no insurance? Because I have insurance. So, well, with my insurance, the sure insurance, like, oh,
1: here are the frames you can get, or they knock like 50 bucks off the frame. My my eyeglass insurance is not awesome.
3: Mm.
2: Uh, two quick anecdotal things that I'll mention is that in my family, we have ordered from, not from iBuyDirect, for some other companies we've tried and our experiences the two things we've done like i know my my daughter initially she got a new eyeglass prescription and it was almost 500 and she paid it locally and then they weren't right so she took them back and went online and got something comparable for again about half price mm-hmm. and for me the thing about i know mo you said you have the you know progressive lenses mm-hmm. and scratch protection and all that they nickel and dime you with that because
1: it starts at like 59 oh, yeah. bucks usually right. it, yeah I was like, "Oh, eighty dollars for a pair of glasses awesome!" Yeah, right, right.
2: And they're like, "Oh, well, do you want them to have lenses in them?" Well, that's more. You know, <laughs> they, do
1: they you want the to hold a, them over your ears, right? Transition <laughs> lenses. Do you want that? Yeah. Do
2: you want the special oh, hinges absolutely. that don't break? They'll, they'll nickel and dime you all the upgrades and stuff. But the good thing is, online, you can just say, "Give me the baseline," because I need a spare pair. I want a pair for right. by the bed. I want a pair mm-hmm. for in the bathroom when I'm reading. I want a pair whatever. Right? And mm-hmm. that way, you could actually afford to get some fifty dollars glasses that are prescription without getting all the fancy things. That's that's something that is good about long and they're always sending
1: coupons and stuff so if you do one of so are these sites, they now yeah
2: you're yeah you're a victim of their spam for now on yeah yeah
1: d- yeah <laughs> if you do one of these places like if you sign for the first time they're like give us your email for your first time and you get like you know 50 percent off or whatever mm-hmm. you know it totally grab that and i feel that they pretty much count on you having a discount of some sort so it's mm-hmm. like, don't yeah. pay full price yeah <laughs> get the coupon from somewhere <laughs> don't pay retail no matter what you do yeah, absolutely not <laughs> absolutely not so that's what i got so george how about you what do you got for us this week
3: yeah i mean i'm kind of in the same boat that you are. I'm not really sure where this fits, but I am threw it in here because if nothing else, it'll make a segue to the next segment. So, Sounds good, man. <laughs> I'm in. I love
2: segues. I'm, I'm ready. I just, yeah,
3: I'm ready. We have a good friend of ours on YouTube, MC Murr. We've talked yeah. about him multiple times on the podcast. He's joined us on the podcast and mm-hmm. MC Murr is this savant and I'm not going to say idiot savant because he's not that part. <laughs> he's just the savant part. No, no. <laughs> we all filling in that first word. Though.
2: Right. It's, the idiot is important. No, it's not. <laughs> Sorry, MC <Murr.
3: laughs> but he But he is awesome at finding great deals on yes. video games and consoles and things like that. Like he oh, goes yeah, to yeah. Flea Market. He has this great series about Flea Market flipping where he mm-hmm. goes out and he gets consoles for five damn dollars just because he talks them into stuff. Anyway, one of the series that he's been doing recently, he's decided that he wants to see if he can get a free game every month from GameStop for a year mm-hmm. now i've been watching anybody who knows gamestop knows they're not into giving stuff away for free mm-hmm. but they do have this program <laughs> called the power user program and i went ahead and when i saw his, one of his videos on it i signed up for it right away what it basically is is you pay them 14.99 for a one-year one-time fee
1: Mm
2: -hmm. You get
3: a $10 coupon immediately right away toward any game that you like.
2: So down to five bucks right away.
3: Good. Right. Then every month thereafter, every 30 days, you get a free $5 coupon. Now you think, what are you going to do with a $5 coupon? Because you can't save them up. Like, if you don't use it in the month that you get it, it oh, you lose disappears.
2: It? Oh. oh, they don't stack.
0: Okay. They don't stack. So okay. you can't
3: right. say, I've got this $5 here and this $10 here. It's one coupon per purchase. Uh, but GameStop has a number of favorable games for $10 and less. You just have to know how to look for them. And Mur teaches you that through his series. <laughs> I even found a couple of ways that uh, Mur hasn't mentioned in the videos yet, although he maybe he did and I just missed it. But I went to my local GameStop after I got signed up on this thing, and mm-hmm. at the time they were having this promotion for Power Users where you could get four games that are ten dollars or less for twenty bucks. So essentially five dollars a game. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Good. As long as they're ten dollars or less, so you can essentially get them for fifty percent off. I went yep. up to the counter. After looking around in their um, in their video games for a little while, and I went up to the counter and I said, "Hey, do you have a list of the games that you have in store for ten dollars?" He's like, well, not really, but let me see what I can figure out on the computer. I'm like, okay. So he starts typing away and I'm still looking around the shelves and everything. And I'm noticing, and this is why I put it in the tech and toy segment. They also have a ton of fun little toys and stuff at GameStop. You can use these coupons for these. So little action figures or little Pokemons or uh, pop Pop vinyls, vinyls, any of that kind of stuff. Now, none of those things are $5, so you're not going to get them for free. But the $5 Mm. coupon could take a $15 thing that you're like, eh, maybe, and now it's $10 and you're like, okay, that's more reasonable. (laughs) I see that. Right. Right. Yeah. So after a few minutes, the guy says, Hey, I think I figured out something on the computer. (laughs) He had sorted this list by the console that I wanted him to look at everything that was $10 or less, mm-hmm. and then printed it out for me. Oh, wow. Get out of town. And so all I had to do was just look through the list. First, I'm stunned they had a printer, but second, that's <laughs>
1: awesome. I'm so <laughs> that he
3: did it. Yeah, yeah. So I, have, I had this list of everything that he had in inventory because what I found out is they don't put all their games out on their shelves. So they may have 5 and $10 games sitting behind the counter mm-hmm. in the drawers that you don't even know about unless you ask for it. Now, the guy I worked with was super helpful. I can't say that every GameStop employee is going to be that helpful, but this right. guy was. So I ended up finding four games. I'm going to tell you the games that I picked up that day. So All right. I picked up Shinmu 3, which is one of the series that I loved on my original Sega Dreamcast, Shenmue. Okay, Uncharted 4, The Last of Us Remastered. And Call of Duty World War II. Okay. okay. I got those four games for 20 bucks all for PS4.
1: A PS4. Okay, got it.
3: And then another one that Murr had mentioned in his last video, Kill Zone Shadowfall, I got for the $5 one. So I ended up with five games for 20 bucks. That's pretty good.
2: Because you got the Shadowfall for free, basically. Yeah.
3: Nice. Very nice. Look at that. MC Murr making
2: a champion shopper out of you. Yeah. <laughs> Savant that he is. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now all I need is a PS4 so I can play these games.
3: Wait a minute. And you don't have a what? PS4 yet? I don't. <laughs> Oh <laughs> do have a PlayStation 4. Now, are
2: you buying these to invest and flip, or are you
3: actually looking to maybe get a PS4? What do you think? So, yeah. what I want to do, it's what Mur talks about in these videos. I'm buying these games because they're games that I'm interested in playing, and I'm going to mm-hmm. get a PS4. Mur is looking through his flea market places to see if he can find me one for a reasonable price. Oh, okay. yeah. But I figure if I can play the games for a little while, and then later on sell them, you know, through eBay like Mur does, mm-hmm. and make, yep. you know, 10 15 bucks because... You know, I'm getting them for like three bucks a piece or something like that at this point. Why not? You know, you play it for a while, you sell it on, let somebody else enjoy it. Good deal all the way around. Absolutely.
2: I love how he highlights on his series at the end of each installment of those free games from GameStop. He adds the new game to the pile and he Mm -hmm. updates the tally of how many estimated hours he's gotten out of this deal for free. Right. So it's hours and hundreds of hours of enjoyment. I'm sure you've gotten those five games
1: now for 20 bucks, basically. I mean, as soon as I get the PS4, I will. Yeah. (laughs) Eventually. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing I do like about Murr's series is like he's not looking to make Killing. He's basically looking to make enough to pay for his habit, right? Mm-hmm. Which I I like that because yep. it's a lot less pressure. Like you're not trying to like you know, I'm gonna be a millionaire right. doing this. I'm not trying to make rent. I'm trying right. to yeah. like you said, yeah. satisfy my habit, have a good time. Yeah, exactly. Which I think and is and he's awesome.
3: filling out collections too with a lot of this stuff that he does. Mm-hmm. You know, he's yep. he's filling out an Atari twenty six hundred collection or he's filling out a an Xbox One collection. Whatever it is, doesn't matter. He's filling out cartridge collections and sometimes he's finding the metal cover variant version. So yeah, let's go of the <laughs> yep. regular version that he had previously. Mm-hmm. It's an awesome way to go through what is... I don't know, essentially like a really dirty habit for all of us Gen Xers who <laughs> love video games because we all want to reacquire this stuff from when we were kids. John, you yeah. gave me a whole bunch of 2,600 cartridges last time I was over in Jacksonville. Yes. And it's mm-hmm. made me now want to buy every oh, Atari 2,600 cartridge that there that's is. how he gets <laughs> a slippery slope. It, it is. is. He's, he's
1: like the worst drug dealer ever. I mean, he's just but, like, oh, here's a taste for free. <laughs> hey, first one's free.
2: Here's a stack
3: of them. You'll want to collect more. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Join me. But I love that Murr is showing people how to still, like you said, Mo, he's still you know, funding his habit, but mm-hmm. it's free to him. You know, mm-hmm. just a little bit of extra work, stuffing some stuff in boxes and sending it off. Yeah. But he's funding his habit. And he's, he's having fun doing it, too. Mm-hmm. You know, He enjoys going to these flea markets yeah. and stuff, too. I'm having
2: fun watching him, too. Yeah. Mo, I'm going to throw you a link to MC Mer's Absolutely. YouTube channel if you'll throw it down in the show notes. And uh, click on it, and you can you can see the savant yourself if you haven't already.
1: <laughs> you know. My brain is still filling in that word. I can't help it. Uh, that's
2: That's in your brain. That's not on me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating
2: Each episode of Gen X Grown Up has show notes loaded with links where you can learn more about our topics. And there's even more to see and hear over at
0: genxgrownup.com. Compare dandruff shampoos. There's good, there's better, and then there's blue, Selsun Blue, the best dandruff shampoo money can buy. Clinical testing among leading brands proved it works best with more complete dandruff control. Selson Blue is the only leading brand with the anti-dandruff ingredient doctors prescribe most. Remember, there's good, there's better, and there's blue. Selsun Blue. It simply works the best.
3: This is the main event of the podcast. For the three in attendance locally and the millions listeners around the world, ladies and gentlemen, All right, gentlemen, as we were talking in the last segment, all about MC Mer's wonderful new series about how to go Mm -hmm. to GameStop and get a bunch of free stuff. Yep. Let's go ahead and jump right into the main heart of the episode with our game segment. John, I know you've been playing something because you haven't had the flu, as I have. No, that's right. You've had the opportunity to play stuff, and I know you well enough to know that that's probably
2: what you've been doing. You're right. You're absolutely right. And unfortunately, it's not something I got for free, but I can tell you it is just five bucks. Not unlike some of those games you picked up. At GameStop. So uh, there's a big trend and we've talked about it many times on the show of using the retro game aesthetic, the pixel art mm-hmm. and kind of the the not high resolution textures and everything to kind of invoke the old game feeling. But it's a new game, really. You know, I think of games like free that's very pixelated, but it's clearly not a retro game because it's very, very high quality and everything. I don't know how I came across this. Maybe it popped up and is recommended for you or something. But on the PC, actually through Steam, I found this game just released early June called Donut Dodo. Now, I don't know that I would necessarily have bought it based on the name, (laughs) but the way it's presented, think of, it's not like a, hey, pixel art throwback kind of thing. Imagine, remember how Wreck-It Ralph came out, which has been, I think, 10 years ago now? Oh, wow. (laughs) And they they did the, right, I know, crazy. They did the fake Fix-It Felix Jr. arcade game, right? right? So yeah, they yeah. said, let's imagine if this was really an arcade game back in the 80s, how would it have worked? What would it have been like? And they even made cabinets for it and everything. Mm-hmm. So that's effectively what Donut Dodo is. You, If you just walked up on this and didn't know any better, and didn't know your arcade game history, you would go, oh, this is an arcade game you're emulating. Uh, in fact, the description says, if a long lost arcade game from 83 resurfaced today, it would be Donut Dodo. <laughs> okay. Yep. It's put out by a company called Pixel Game. And when you start it, like when you push start, it doesn't say push start. It says insert coin, but you just you're Mm -hmm. pushing a button on your controller, really. And it looks like if you merge together, maybe like Bagman and Dig Dug and Donkey Kong and a little bit of Fix-It Felix Jr. in there. It feels and plays just like an old classic arcade game. You're this little chef that has a chef hat on. There's a giant, (laughs) crazy, like oversized, Donkey Kong-esque dodo bird that's jumping back and forth, throwing fireballs at you, and you're running around the level grabbing these little donuts that are scattered around. In a very Rally X kind of mix, you know how in the Rally X, if you grab the S flag first, you get bonuses? Mm -hmm. Well, there's a flashing donut. If you get that one first, you get more... And it's it's one of those things that we feel, we talked last time in the backtrack about free play arcade games. You get a chance to go and see games that maybe you never saw before or rarely saw. And you get that feeling like, oh, I don't think I ever ran across this version of Turbo before or something. Playing this, you get that feeling like, wow, this really could have been an old arcade game. And it's like, maybe I just never saw
3: it back in 83 when it came <laughs> out. So. As soon as you started talking about it, I clicked on the link that we have on our trailer card and went straight to the Steam page and I'm watching the videos for it. It is a 1983 arcade game. I know. <laughs> I don't care when it was released or when they created it. It's a 1983 <laughs> arcade game. And down to even the font. The font yep, is yeah. absolutely a Donkey Kong oh, Popeye font. Mm-hmm. And yep. It's the same with the first player, second player, the high score, the and even the little transition between levels. It's like, okay, Ferris wheel frenzy on the way. And It's gorgeous. It is beautifully done. And I think you already mentioned the price earlier. Five dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Five bucks. (laughs) Okay. How does this thing not have a massive cult following already? This is awesome. This is the type of game I love to play. It's relatively new. There should be a
2: dozen
1: more of these in the pipeline for my money. It would be awesome. Yeah. I also, as soon as you mentioned, I went to the site and I'm looking at the gameplay and stuff. One, I see why, Johnny, why you like it because this is very Donkey Mm -hmm. Kong-ish. Seems like it has that, el- yep. but also I see elements of like Popeye. I see elements of like all these different games. Yeah, and you know I'm looking at it too. I'm wondering. I mean, it definitely looks like an 80s game for sure. But part mm. of me also wonders. Like, I wonder if this actually could have existed in the 80s because technology, like, the, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like, I, I think maybe there's certain aspects that maybe it couldn't be because of limitations. Right, you wonder, like,
2: are there actually too many colors? Are right, like they exactly, actually yeah. are they jumping pixels? Maybe, you maybe, maybe, maybe.
3: But it looked true to form exactly, to a Donkey it. Kong machine yes, or Popeye absolutely. or any of those. George yeah.
2: nailed it. It's spiritually accurate to yes. an old style arcade yeah. game. Right. The the font, the transitions,
1: all those things. Oh, yeah. As soon as I saw it, I thought 80s. And
2: like You look at it, like I said, you think, oh, did I just miss this one 40 years yeah. ago? Nope, you didn't. It just never existed. <laughs>
3: it looks pretty frantic too. And this company, they have other games that are in the pixelated genre since they're pixel yep. games, obviously. But this one,
2: they went all the way on. It wasn't just yeah. pixel
3: style. They're like, you know what? Let's finish the illusion. Let's make it yeah.
2: an arcade game, and they did, and it's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if I have any criticism about it, short of just heaping tons of praise, which it totally deserves, is unlike classic arcade games, the difficulty is there right away. Like, you don't have the the level one of Pac-Man where the ghosts are super slow and the power pellet lasts Uh, forever. Because you're going to play this one over and over and over and over, and that level would get boring pretty quickly. mm, So probably mm. the first time you play it, you're going to die three times in a row and go, this is stupid, because it's harder than you would expect for a game of this caliber. Not irrational, hard, but tougher. But that is by no means a reason to not play it. I totally recommend it, especially for five bucks. It's great. It's a lot of fun. I've been playing it on and off. And it's one you can just turn on, play for a second, like an arcade game, and come back to it later. You don't have to get right. deep invested in it. Nice,
1: yeah, very well cool. worth your five bucks. I recommend it. Donut Dodo from Pixel Donut Games. Dodo, very cool. You like the name, yeah. What about you, Mo? What have you been playing? So I picked up a game on the Steam sale. Of course, <laughs> one of God knows how many I probably bought off the cuff. I've been on my list, my wish list, forever. Actually, it's called mm-hmm. Detroit Becoming Human. Oh right, yeah. It came out in 2020, and mm-hmm. oh, I got to tell you. I have a hard time to stop playing it when I start. Mm, yep. It's one of those games. It just sucks you in. And oh, my God. So the basic premise is that it's a third-person perspective 3D game. Like you okay. look over your shoulder kind of thing. Where future Earth androids are everywhere, right? And mm-hmm. there's people who love them. And then there's people who hate them because they're taking away their jobs. Mm. They're doing all the, the manual labor. and But you only play as an android. And there's this group of androids that are called deviants is what they're calling them that have been able to break out of their programming and have self-will. so ah, Skynet. Oh, no. <laughs> but, but the way the game t- puts you into it, though, is like, one, it kind of reminds me some of the situations are kind of life is strange kind of situations. You're like, what's the right answer? I don't know what the right answer here is. Oh, right. And you go through these scenarios and there's different and you you jump around perspective like you play different androids like the first scene you play this android the other one you play a different android. But then it, now I'm at the point where all the stories are coming together into one story, which mm-hmm. is really cool. And one thing they did on this, which I used to hate, but this one they did it so well is one of them, you actually have Andrew that works with the police and you have to interrogate somebody. And it mm. says, what approach do you want to take? And usually they give me all the approaches except the one I really want to do. You know, like when you play <laughs> these games, it's like, I don't want to do that. I want to be the, this this one. And I'm like looking at all of them like, I would want to try every single one of these. So I say, like, okay, good let me writing try. Is what that yeah, is. exactly. So let me try to compassion and then they do the dialogue and then based on how the person reacts, it changes the script a little bit. Mm-hmm. And the part that really makes this game cool is that when you finish a scene, it shows you all the paths that you could have Taken, but didn't. Oh, now it doesn't show you what would have happened. It just shows right. you like here's the tree you took, here's the branch you took. And now here's all these other branches you obviously missed or didn't do. Like like, like a graph, like it yeah. shows you the story, architecture, it shows you the whole tree oh. line,
2: so you can go back and explore that. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: So it shows you all your decisions and how it led you down the tree, and but it shows you the rest of the tree. So you're mm. like, oh man, there's a whole other series here that I just either missed because I didn't find something or I didn't ask the right question or I, took, mm-hmm. I did the angry approach as opposed to the compassionate approach. Right. If I switch that, how does it work? And- some of the scenes, let me tell you, were just like, I mean, I was getting stressed playing it because I'm like, uh, you know, <sighs> but they also put in a lot of like really good, um, not arcade, but like, you know, controller, video gamey kind of stuff into it as well. You, you, sometimes you're in a fight and you're not really trying to fight. You're just trying to dodge. But so you have to hit like the right buttons to dodge. And if you miss, you get some damage, but it doesn't change. Like, like a
2: quick time event. Yeah, exactly. You have to catch up with the right thing at the right button at the right, right time. I see. Yeah. But it's
1: yeah. not like, imp- like I play some of these that are just like impossible or they're so mm. hard that's not fun. This one, I'm like, okay, this is kind of fun. You know, like you have to hit X. You have the X or it tells you what direction so you dodge the person. Mm. And if you don't, that changes the tree. Like if you mm. don't dodge and you get hit, that could take you down a different path of the tree possibly i mean it makes you feel like okay because you're like an android and your first couple things are like you gotta clean this freaking idiot's house <laughs> you mm-hmm. know yeah. so, you, you, so you're walking around the house doing all the cleaning which they kind of use it as a way for you to learn the controls Oh, uh, that's a tutorial level it's yeah. kind of okay. a tutorial Pick this
2: thing up put it there find that okay right, right which yeah. works
1: you know it works really mm-hmm. really well but also it makes you feel like man this is kind of menial yeah <laughs> like mm-hmm. i don't like the fact that i have to do all this stuff but i think that puts you into to the character and it. I can't get over how well written and how good this game is
2: I think this is the reason my daughter bought a PS4 because when this came out in 2020 I think it was oh. a PlayStation exclusive actually uh, okay way back then yeah and it was a full price game what did you get it for on the sale do you remember so the
1: sale I got it for $14.99 that's a steal yeah it's yeah, great it's already like a 40 I think it's normally a $40 mm-hmm. game right now which I think yep. it, when it first came out it was a $50 game but now it's like a $40 game mm-hmm. having played it I wouldn't have been upset if I paid the full price wow I feel like I'm just scratching the beginning of this game. Game, not including the whole idea that I could go back and replay mm-hmm. and try different things and see how it would have changed the story it sucks you right into it and if you like that style of game I totally mm-hmm. recommend it yeah Detroit becoming human and you're playing it on PC because you got it on the steam PC sale. yep nope yep. very cool how about you George What you got for us hopefully you've been able to play a game even though you've been sick I hope despite
3: the flu <laughs> um, well I played this game before I got sick <laughs> okay. and I just didn't talk about it during the last episode because we were talking about the steam summer sale right so yeah. had this on the back burner so I said okay good I've still got a game to talk about in my own segment, so... I wanted to talk a little <laughs> bit about a game called Final Vendetta. This is a game oh, that I've been looking forward to right. coming out for quite yes, a while. I remember yes, you talked yes, about it. it. Yeah. yeah. It just got released in June, June 17th. It's $24.99 on Steam mm, right now. Okay. Still, that's mm. their full price. It was uh, from a developer named Bitmap Bureau. So all these companies going back to this old school aesthetic, they seem to need to have Bitmap in their title of their company. <laughs> Pixel <laughs> Bitmap. Yeah. But the publisher was what caught my eye. The publisher is Numbskull games the same Wait, mm, company no. that makes these one the quarter yes. scale arcade cabinets that we Really, like. that's how i found out about it because my google news stuff you know every time something numskull does pops into there and that's where i found oh this. you you have a thing set to tell you whenever there's something the, in the google news pops alert Numskull right gotcha. yeah yeah so nice. um i'll give you the description from steam okay. final vendetta is a hard-hitting action-packed beat-em-up in the vein of classic arcade titles featuring stunning pixel art and a thumping soundtrack with exclusive tracks from utah saints brawl with bad dudes and tough girls as you fight through dangerous environments okay now i'm going to give you my description oh okay <laughs> okay it's as if final fight and double dragon had a love child oh, all right okay so I'm if sold. you can visualize those two games that's what this is yeah Now, that being said, it's not without its flaws. So I want to make sure that I tell our audience a little bit about the things that I think they could have done better or should have done better. It's not that these take away from the enjoyment of the game. I love the game. I'm still having a good time with it. There's no continue and no extra life. Oh, That's a problem in later stages when things get really tough. Now, John, mm. I know you are not a fan of the continue. We've talked about that before because you feel like it's a quarter ripoff. But when you're playing a game on your PC and you don't, you're yeah, not you shoving bought. quarters into yeah, it. Yeah, you yes. bought it.
1: Yeah, it just shouldn't be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, the
3: continue would be nice. Another thing, the hitboxes on this game are a little weird, John, you know, the old classic Donkey Kong thing where you can stand next to his foot on that one level mm-hmm. and jump and, and point push right sure. and get all those things yep. because the hitbox is a little off. It's same thing with these. Some of these hitboxes are a little off. And because this is a double dragon style side scrolling, beat em up type of game, uh, you can end up punching what you are sure is the character, but the game thinks you're punching air. Okay. So, so occasionally mm-hmm. you're going to especially in these later stages where there's guys coming at you left, right and center, you're going to take some damage that you may not necessarily deserve to take because uh, the hitboxes are a little off. Got it. The last part, and I don't get this one at all. I really really don't. This makes no sense to me, but training mode is mm-hmm. locked until you finish the arcade mode. What? go home wait wait wait, wait it's, that's
1: that's his it's it's
3: literally called training mode exactly <laughs> yeah
2: this would be like sorry son you can't have training wheels till you learn how to ride the bike <laughs> right yeah exactly that's, that's exactly, exactly what you're gonna it. have and to
3: bust your ass for a while so i'm like that doesn't make any sense maybe when they come out with an update they'll flip that around or do something that's different ridiculous. maybe they lock training mode on themselves because they didn't want the ability to pra- i don't know that's sounds like an oversight maybe
1: there's characters you haven't unlocked that are there but then you just keep them locked I I mean uh, still yeah yeah i'll
3: go back to the characters there's only three characters oh so there's it's final fight the standard it's okay there's the tank guy there's the super yep. fast female character and then yep. there's the all-around you know just Generally, everything yeah. decently right. type of guy yes. there's yeah. the guy character from final fight it, right it's a solid game it's got a very positive review score right now with 77 reviews in after a month the gaming modes mm-hmm. it's got single player it's got shared split screen co-op it's got remote play achievements of course full controller support Steam nice. Cloud. Oh, yeah. Nice. All nice, that nice. kind of stuff. So you can tell Numskull put some polish on it, mm-hmm. but uh. I think Bitmap Bureau made a couple of bad choices. Mm.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the game. The game looks gorgeous. It is. The game yeah. looks gorgeous, and it seems like they again, it feels much like the 80s one, even though it maybe couldn't be done because I'm looking at some of the graphics. I'm like, yeah, maybe they could, but still, it feels like an 80s fighting game. But yeah, I mean, I would get this except the stuff you talked about would really kind of kill it for me. You know, like not being able to do a training mode and mm-hmm. not being able to continue. I think that way. Yeah, no like, continue. Yeah, I yeah, want to play the whole
2: adventure. Me. Like, give me an easy mode. I am a grown up with a job. I don't have time to play from the beginning right. over and over and over to see the I paid N. for this yeah. damn thing. So, you yeah, okay. know, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Press.
3: It's certainly playable through several Levels. And again, this is a beat 'em up. So in the hmm. classic. Style of beat 'em ups back in the day. It's really just two button fast as you can mash them kind of style of play. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, yeah. not doing all these Mortal Kombat style maneuvers with your controller that John does on you when you're just oh, right exactly. It. Yeah, That's yeah. the yeah. one. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> fucking Sub Zero.
3: The hitbox is being a little weird. Like you remember in Double Dragon, one of my favorite moves in Double Dragon mm-hmm. is you grab the person by the head and you start kneeing them in the oh, head. Yeah. Right? Oh yes. Yeah. 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 awesome. Yeah. So this has a grab mode, but mm-hmm. the hitbox being weird, it doesn't always work. And it's not a specific mm. button combination that enacts it. It's just where you and the other character are on the screen. Oh, okay. oh,
2: you grapple if you're close enough, and he's
3: vulnerable. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's little things like that. Now, like I said at the beginning, it's twenty four ninety nine. My opinion: If you want to support these style of games, go ahead and buy it. You're not going to hate it for twenty four right. ninety nine. But if you can wait a few months till mm-hmm. it's. It's going to drop fourteen ninety nine. Got it. Ten ninety nine. Some nine ninety nine. Somewhere in that range, I think that's probably where it fits more into. Like John's game being five bucks, that's yeah, easy. That's an insta <laughs> buy. Insta buy. Yep. buy. Yeah. This game at nine ninety nine would be an insta buy. Right. So uh, twenty four. I can see they're proud of it. It's from Gold. <laughs> they're always going to upcharge it. <laughs> but yeah, it's a solid offering in a now emerging and large bitmap. Retro style market. Hmm. Have you
1: tried the co-op mode? Because I think that may be a
3: lot of fun. I have not because as far as I know, I'm the only person that has oh, it. You do, so you I haven't. Do online in your co-op? friend group. Yeah. Oh Well, there is. There's remote play together. Okay, I haven't okay. tried yeah. that. Um, yep. there is shared split screen so you do co-op place, like here, local right. on the couch, but I don't oh. have anybody else really to play. Right. So. right. Oh, sure. No, I was saying, say, I bet you that this would be a lot of fun with another person. I, bet. I think it would be. I'm
2: yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, you could play with your wife, but she'd kick your ass. So you don't want to do that's
3: that. That's true. Well, <laughs> that would kind of defeat the purpose. We're supposed to be on a team in this type of game. <laughs> so, she doesn't care. No, she doesn't that's care. True. It's more she, fun. She doesn't like cooperative. She likes competitive. Um, but yeah, it, it's a solid game. The music is fun in the game. The graphics mm-hmm. are really pretty. It definitely, to me, feels like Final Fight and Double Dragon had a love child. That's exactly what it feels like. Yeah. That's why I describe it that way. So
2: I'm interested. If it drops a little bit in price, I, I think I'm going to snag this one. It looks really good. Yeah.
3: This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut
1: Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientist couldn't help but eat all the reeses because when you want something sweet you can't do better than reeses find reeses now at a store near you
2: if you're a die-hard gen x grown up you can pledge your support by clicking join on youtube or by becoming a patron at genxgrownup.com/patreon it works let's go whatever i do i
0: give it my all even laundry dirt ice cream wheel grease greasy oily dirt's the worst so again i give it my all concentrate it all used regularly all out cleans this other leading brand on greasy oily dirt so it gets my whole wash clean go-kart you <laughs> amaze me Amazed myself
2: concentrate it all gets out the worst dirt better so your whole wash is clean
0: give it your all <laughs>
2: As we round out the back end of the show here, we always like to take just a few minutes to talk about the things we are looking at now or looking forward to between now and the next time we get together. And I'll get going with uh, just a few things that I have on the horizon. Uh, The first is the new Jordan Peele film coming out nope what a great title for a film it's coming out july 22nd looks to be some kind of a supernatural or an alien or something i don't know exactly what it's about (laughs) who knows the trailer looks promising (laughs) and uh it's jordan peele again so he i don't think he could do much wrong lately so i'm excited about that Uh, then i saw a surprise surprise that south park the streaming wars that came out not long ago a part two is dropping on paramount plus Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't know if you saw that first one, but it was the streaming wars were all about uh, water for Tegrity Farms and different weed farms using up too much water, not getting to Denver. They were making the toy boats because they were streaming. Anyway...
3: See, I'm getting I'm getting fed up with South Park right now. Are you? Why? Because they keep releasing these as films, not TV shows, so I can't grab them like I normally do their TV shows. Go back to doing the series. Go back to doing the episodes. <laughs> Damn it. Well, just stay tuned to the Gen X Grown Up
2: Podcast, and we'll keep you updated on all the newest movies that are out there. So <laughs> there we go. A public service. There it is. But yeah, July 13th is the new one, and it's The Streaming Wars Part 2. And finally, the thing I'm most looking forward to, July 15th, after a three or four year now hiatus, there's a brand new Alan Parsons album dropping. It is called From the New World. I've already heard a couple of tracks off of it, and it sounds Alan Parsonsy. i I'm looking forward to the whole album. <laughs> uh, they're doing a big push for this one. They were trying to sell art prints of the cover for $400 a piece. I'm like, OK, I'm a fan, but I don't need that art print that bad. But <laughs> I'm really looking forward to another Alan Parsons album drop, and I'll have it digital and CD and vinyl and whatever else I can get it on. But- nice. Super excited
1: about that one. So, Mo, how about you? What do you got coming up? Um, well, I'm also looking forward to Nope. Again, Nope, Jordan yep. Peele. <laughs> nope. Got to see that one. I, I don't really care what it's about. I'm going to see it. Uh, SFG is coming up, so definitely looking forward to that. Oh, yeah. But, but what I'm really looking forward to is probably one of my favorite TV shows coming back for a fourth season, What We Do in the Shadows, coming back July 12th. Mm, vampires. Yep. So by the time this drops, it'll be out. I love that show. It, I don't know how they manage, manage to keep it entertaining for three seasons, but they're mm-hmm. I'm totally looking forward to a fourth. So, yeah, definitely absolutely looking forward to that. Yeah, cool. So how about you, George?
3: Um, Well, so to continue the trend, I am also looking forward to Nope. I've discovered that in these looking forward to sections, we all seem to share two or three different items in our looking forward to stuff.
1: We all have good taste, similar taste.
3: Another thing that I'm looking forward to, it just got announced recently, uh, starting on July 26th, is the Return to Dark Tower Kickstarter for part two and an expansion pack, a reprint. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I am totally jumping on this one. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Mo still has not buyer's remorse, don't you? Oh, I, I'm, this is my, one of
1: my biggest follies of the year, was not jumping on this one.
3: <laughs> I think it's going to be great for the game. I just hope that they do a much better job on the printing and getting the materials out and the delay and everything, because that was quite yep. a bit ridiculous, and I'm tired yeah. of the... We've got COVID excuse bullshit on Kickstarter projects taking seven fucking years to get developed. Get your (laughs) shit together. I'll buy it. Then send it to me. That's how this is supposed to work, <laughs> you know. Retail, <laughs> yeah.
1: Not I'll buy it. You take as much time as you want you to get your shit together and right. send it to me.
3: <laughs> and then the final thing I'm looking forward to. Mo I already mentioned it briefly, but the day after this podcast drops, SFGE, July yes. 15th through the 17th, mm-hmm. we're all three going. Hell yeah! Uh, I think it's going to be probably my favorite time ever going to the convention because in the past. I have had these experiences. The very first one, John and I did a day drive up where we literally met Mm -hmm. halfway between us, drove up for the day, walked around and drove back home. That was fun. We enjoyed it. Oh my god. That's exhausting. We did a video on that one. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. We did a video. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. But then after that, holy shit, every Mm -hmm. single year. Gen X Grown Up has done a table at SFGE. Right. Right. And a table is fun. We get to meet the people and sit and talk with the people. But it takes up 95% of the convention time. <laughs> yeah. You're
2: tethered to that table. Right. right.
3: Yep. This is a convention where I really want to enjoy the convention itself more then I want to promote Gen X growing up. I don't mind handing out little quarter cards and wearing the Jersey and people asking questions and things (laughs) of that nature. I'm fine with all that, but let me go play video games. Let me go watch professional wrestling. Let me go play some tabletop games and go to the console area and the garage sale thing that they're doing and the auctions and go play the Star Trek simulator thing and watch Mm -hmm. some Saturday morning cartoons. That's what I want. I'm 51 years old and by God, I deserve, so i'm gonna go have fun at sfg but we are doing some panels we're doing some panels but about that's all but that's fine that's fun too though. i do no <laughs> So it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it because right now, I think at the most, we have three hours of the weekend tied up with stuff we need Mm -hmm. to do and the rest of the time is fun.
2: Yeah, it's all our time. Yep. I'm bringing the Dark Tower. We're going to play it there. Whatever else we play, the games they have on sample. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys there. It's going to be a great time. All right. Before we get out of this episode, I want to give a quick thank you to Paul A., who joined us as a brand new patron. Oh, nice. Over on Patreon.com at that $1 level. And I only mentioned the the level because Last episode, we talked about some guys that fought for how much money they could give us every month. (laughs) And I just want to point out, we appreciate Paul just as much as we appreciate those guys. It's putting your money where your mouth is and saying, this thing I could have for free, I want to contribute to because I care about it, want to make sure it continues to go. Paul, thank you so much for your support. It means the world to us and to everyone who, uh, like Paul, supports what we do, whether it's on Patreon, over on YouTube, or clicking that thanks button on a video. just is absolutely gratifying we're so so thankful for you that is going to wrap it up for this edition of the show we will be back in two weeks with another one of course but next week is our backtrack we pick a single nostalgic topic and dig in deep and next week we are highlighting another Gen X era or famous for Gen X era films director Rob Reiner yeah awesome we have each selected a uh, particular film to highlight we're going to go through kind of the history of him as a director you're not going to miss that one these are some great films by the way that we had to fight over who could rep which film (laughs) because they're all so good (laughs) so we hope you'll join us for that until then i am john george thank you so much for being here yes sir mo you know i appreciate you always fun man fourth listener it's you though we all appreciate most of all and we'll talk to you
1: next time bye-bye see you guys take care everybody X
2: grown-up is a member of the evergreen podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. for Your dinner be life sucks as a grownup I am John joining me as always are my friends and co-host George. I'm
3: two friends now.
0: You well, just I was going to say Mo after that. You used that. plural. Like,
3: what are you doing? Well, I it? I figure is like, it was just George. No just one cares about Mo. Just go with the original <laughs> intros. Quit trying to be fancy. I know.
1: He's trying to be all creative. Don't you hate that, George? Like, I like uh, his uh, sister. Uh, <sighs> yeah, maybe so a fact I'm, I'm of here. How's older, it going, you know? guys? Whatever. Let's move on. <laughs>
2: Goddamn. damn. <laughs> well, now it's just a blooper because you made fun. Of me. Okay.
3: <laughs> Coming up on 5-Minute News.